Welcome to the Church Collective podcast, episode number 13. The Church Collective exists to equip and empower worship leaders all over the world by connecting with each other. We're so much stronger as worship leaders when we're being invested in and when we're investing in others. We're always looking for people to join the collective, so you may feel God is calling you into worship ministry. We would love to connect you with a mentor. You may feel like God is calling you to go on a short-term mission trip. We would love to be able to connect you with a mission organization and give you the tools and resources needed to go over and raise up a team in a place that desperately needs it. It's been incredible connecting with so many people. Uh, Most of our community is on Instagram, so if you haven't been over there, be sure to head over and say hi. We're super excited to be going to the National Worship Leader Conference in San Juan Capistrano next week on October 7th through the 9th. Be sure to come to our booth and say hi if you're going to be there. There's going to be some really awesome people hanging out with us, and we're just looking to connect with more worship leaders. One of the people who will be with us is Jeremy McKee, one of our Keys contributors. He's just an awesome guy. We tell you, In this episode, we talk about his rig, and we also get behind the heart of uh, recruiting volunteers for a tech ministry. So here we go, the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 13. So Jeremy, tell me about your place of worship. Where do you serve at and what do you do down there? Right now I am serving as a technical director in Chino, California. <clears throat> so I manage audio, visual, um, set up and tear down every week and maintain all the equipment throughout the campus. And I ru- oversee the teams. I've been able to staff um, my tech booth with enough volunteers where I can really just have a oversee um, position instead of having to actually run stuff and just make sure um, that everything that goes on on Sunday morning runs smooth. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, uh, I guess you could call me that I'm one of the leaders, like in a rotating team okay. kind of feel. And so <clears throat> I usually lead from guitar, but if I'm playing, if I need to fill in on keyboards, I do that as well. Okay, but. Uh, when I play, um, it's not always at the church I work at. I'm involved in a couple different music ministries around the Inland Empire that I get to play every once in a while. Okay. So that's always fun. So what are, what are those ministries? Um, well, I play at The Well at Harvest Community Church. On I play for their college service. Um, I've gotten plugged in at just a couple smaller gigs. Um, sometimes they're regular, sometimes they're not. It's really, hey, Jeremy, you want to come and play? My keyboard guy can't make it. Very cool. And so, but that's always good. Um, one thing I've really gotten into is obviously making tracks and producing loops for a lot of people. And so I'm involved with loopcommunity.com, but with my website, Keys Coffee in Christ, um, I've had many inquiries and been able to make a lot of a lot of different backtraps and loops for different people and they don't even have to um be worship songs like i've made like secular songs i've just made a lot of different kind of beats and techno-y kind of stuff just for like filler music for a lot of people that are interested in that okay so what what do you use to create that music we'll get get a little technical but you're technical guy so (laughs) like when you make those loops what do you use um well my main um Interface and DAW is Ableton Live. I run everything and I create in Ableton Live 9. Uh, my big sound module of choice is Spectrosonic, Spectrosonic's Omnisphere. 90% of all my tracks are made from that. Okay. Um, if 
I need pianos. I have uh, native instruments, contact player with running the Alicia Keys sample library. For electric pianos, I'll use Lounge Lizard EP4, which is a great, <clears throat> a great just electric piano and lots of spacey piano kind of feels. Sure. Um, sometimes I'll use Native Instruments Massive when I'm doing more soundtrack stuff because they've got a lot of ethereal and a lot of really spacey sounds that don't have a lot of tone to them, but just add a good um, environment, okay. I guess you could say, to the tracks. Very cool. Uh, I mix through a, a Sapphire, a Focusrite Sapphire Pro 40. That's my audio interface. Um, I have hardware boards. I have the Korg SV1 that I just got that I'll track a lot. And then I just got actually yesterday the, the Arteria Mini Brew. Mm. And it's a heavy-duty analog synthesizer Very cool. that I'm starting to dive into. Yeah, that's awesome. I keep all of my samples on an external hard drive. That way my computer doesn't slow down. And because this hard drive, the external hard drive runs faster than my computer, all the samples stream from there first. And I monitor with two M, M Audio BX5As hmm. for my for my studio monitors. Awesome, that's heavy duty. I'll have to make sure to put in the show notes for this podcast links to all that stuff so people can go yeah. and, and kind of look in there. I know um, you you put a post on on the Church Collective a couple of weeks ago about your keyboard rig, and I know we, we're just continuing to get people liking it and sharing it and just like impressed by it. And um, I guess in the worship community, it feels like we're all about guitars and like the, we don't really talk about many of the other instruments, maybe a little bit of bass, um, but like drums and keyboards tend to be um, not really given much attention. Like wh why do you think that is? Um, right now I feel like, especially in the contemporary worship scene, you have a lot of guitar players that are trying to take control of like the ethereal stuff. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love doing ethereal sounds when I'm playing guitar, but there's just certain things you can't recreate and so obviously you can't recreate a piano on a guitar sure. but there's just so much sonic freedom um i view a keyboard roll as the foundation and like the concrete of a worship band especially during heavy and solemn moments yeah. where you can have a pad just playing in the background and i can just hold the pedal and it can go on forever where you would have to have the guitarist constantly strumming and everything. So sure. I feel like having a keyboardist, and I feel my role as a keyboardist is to give freedom to the other musicians. And mm. that's that's where I find my place of worship is being able to let, okay, you guys are able to do this now. Let me handle the things you've been trying to do. Sure. What? And as well as that, I, I get in a lot of conversations because, you know, how come – how come us guitarists have to bring all our own gear, but the keyboardists get to use like the house keyboards? And <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the glory of the digital age in keyboard, in especially like the MacBook realm. I mean, you can have all the same guitar pedal and amp as your favorite guitarist, but you're still not going to sound like him. Hmm. Where if I bring in my MacBook with all the samples that the pros use and i tweak them just like they tweak them i can literally sound like the guy you hear on a recording on youtube sure because yeah. they're using the same stuff i'm using where in guitar there's so many little nuances that change how your sound is and how your tone goes right but if you're using all hardware keyboards and especially ones with built-in brains you know 
hey, can you play me the pad from this song? Hey, actually, I can because I happen to have that in my library. Right. Yeah, that's neat. What What would you say to, I know there's probably a lot of keyboardists that are going to be listening to this, and um, what, what would you say to the one that wants to step in to be more of that foundational keyboard? I know a lot of keyboard or piano players will come, and they really just don't know how to do a whole lot, but maybe read some sheet music and maybe just plug along with some chords. But what would be like that first tip you'd give for somebody to like take it to that next level of being foundational to the team and being a support for it rather than just plunking chords out on it. Exactly. Um, I think what you said, the plunking chords out is going to be the biggest issue. Um, a keyboardist in a worship band context is not going to be your classically trained solo piano player. Yeah. Um, I grew up classically and jazz trained and I, it took me a long time to realize that I only need three fingers really to make, <laughs> A lot of worship music work and that's gonna be the biggest gap to bridge because you know even even groups I play with now as a secondary keyboardist their primary piano player is pounding on the low octaves and Hmm. staying around the middle C right where like your first position in guitar would be sure and so get a lot of tone tonal discrepancies because everybody's stepping on everybody's toes Hmm. Um, I posted on the collective one of my first posts was to be aware and to be intentional about where you're playing and what sounds you're using because with everything, especially how big's band, how big bands can get these days, you have to make sure that your frequencies aren't going to muddy up what the acoustic guitar and the electric guitar are doing. So my tips would be don't pound, (laughs) uh, especially for those just starting out, try using one hand for a whole service and they'll figure out how hard it is, but how, good it's going to sound right and just be intentional about what you're playing and where you're playing it okay yeah we'll put a link in the show notes to that first post that you mentioned um which again is just a tremendous resource like that, that, that people can go to, to to look at it to get a feel but you're totally right that uh, i guess this is true for every uh, member of the band it's like you really got to listen to the rest of the team and realize that uh, any of our instruments can easily muddy the whole thing up and take over all the sonic space if we're all like playing as hard as we can and you know exactly that's cool yeah so you mentioned at the beginning that you like have a full volunteer roster that runs all your tech i know that is also a problem for a lot of churches is finding qualified volunteer techs like can you speak to that like what's your process like how have you managed to get so many volunteers in into your church i've learned i mean i think it's the same thing whether it's you're running a fortune 500 company or a church you have to have people skills and you have to learn how to relate to people Hmm. I don't care if you've never messed with a with pro presenter. I don't care if you've never messed with a light board. Like I can teach you those things, but I can't teach you how to interact and have social skills. <laughs> and I can't teach you how to love on people. And so I think discipleship discipleship has to come first because out of discipleship we'll see fruit. Hmm. And I just think keeping Jesus at the center and keeping Jesus first and be able to being able to approach somebody where they're at is gonna lead into the process of me being okay I'm gonna take you under my wing and I'm gonna show you how to do these technical things but I trust you and I trust that you're going to trust me in teaching you because we've had this connection of discipleship before so when I came in to my position I've only been um, the technical technical director here for about six months now and when I came we had a really low volunteer base but I started grabbing young kids in I mean like just high schoolers I was like hey, let's go get coffee this day. You're going to be in the booth with me this week mm. kind of deal. 
Yeah. And like one of them, one of them always messed with the soundboard in the youth center, and he has an incredible ear. And so I've taught him like, okay, this is what frequencies are, and this is what you need to watch out for in this room because I've like tuned the room and I've been able to figure out what is problem frequencies and everything in our worship center. Yeah, it's like watch out for these, boost this here, boost this player here. But he's got a great ear, and all it needed was someone to like actually give him the chance. Hmm. And so we don't know what anybody's capable of because the most creative we can be is only what we see in our own minds. We can't tell if someone's going to be creative or talented unless we give them the shot. Sure. So, like, for sound, like, I've got a 16-year-old running my board on one on once every three weeks in our rotation, yeah. and he was great because I brought him to a rehearsal, he mixed for me, and I was happy with it. It's like, okay, I think you can do this. I'll stand by you in case you fail, right. and I'll stand by you to save you if you need to, but I haven't had to do that yet because I trust him, and he knows I trust him. That's cool. That's it's really neat that there's a heart for discipleship and ministry within that because yeah, like Absolutely. you said, above all else, we're we're in this to disciple people and and help them, and and I think that gets missed for technical. Like I, I have a technical background too. I do tech stuff at the church that that I work at too, um, and I think it's often just treated as more of a clerical thing when it's really fully ministry. And and it's amazing how like the sound guys, the media guys, the light guys, they're really the gatekeepers for the entire service. Like if they're not on point and they're not working well, like that could make things go badly really quickly. Absolutely. Yeah. So cool. We are going to be at the National Worship Leader Conference uh, next week, and and you'll be yeah, we are. you'll be there with us on uh, Wednesday the ninth, uh, if I'm correct. Yeah. Um. So people are going to come. Like, I guess I'm I'm excited to just connect with the worship leaders there. Like, uh, our whole point uh, of being there is to just. Uh, meet more worship leaders uh, let them know what we're about and we're really just trying to connect with each other and, and jeremy you know you and you and i and, and our other co-founder ben uh, have been connected now for a few months now and it's just been really neat like uh, i guess of the church collective like if someone's listening to this and they want to come uh, meet us at the booth like what 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 have you enjoyed about the church collective so far i've just been enjoyed to see how much talent and passion there is um, i have a strong heart for the nations and above all else i would give up musical abilities if I had to go disciple unreached people groups. And that's just how I feel about the whole thing. But um, just having so many hearts for the nations, but also for music is something really cool to see because I believe that's one way we can reach um, a lot of people is through music. Yeah. But having it here in the States on the home front is just really awesome to see. And especially like to come down to a conference where you have so many people in the same field is hopefully going to just explode and open a lot of doors for us. Yeah. Um, I love personally, I love training young musicians and I love helping invest in also seasoned musicians on sure. how to improve stuff, especially in my realm of keyboards and loops and tracks and everything. Right. Very cool. Yeah. So if you're coming to the worship leader conference, make sure to come check us out. You'll see us at the booth. We've got some sweet gear that we're going to be playing guitars and, and all that there. So make sure to stop by and see us and, uh, Jeremy, if people want to get in touch with you, where, where's the best? Uh, what's the best way for them to find you? Uh, you can find me on Keys Coffee and Christ. It's www.keyscoffeeandchrist.com, and there you'll have links to my email, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Awesome. And also at the conference, I'll be doing giveaways for free loops and free lessons. Awesome. Uh, via Skype or if you're local, maybe even personal. Sure. So. Okay, we'll, I'll put a link to all of your social profiles and the website on the show notes for this when, when you're listening to it. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for chatting, Jeremy. Awesome. 
That's it for today's episode. If you could take a moment and head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review, it really helps us become visible over there. Make sure to check us out on Instagram as we're launching a giveaway today to help spread the word about the National Worship Leader Conference next week. Again, we just want to hang out with new worship leaders, meet them, connect them with each other. And uh, if you'd like to be a part of the Church Collective in any way, head to thechurchcollective.com and click on Join the Collective, and we'll be in touch with you soon. God bless.